Good afternoon, America, and welcome to the Dean's List. I'm Dean Bowen. You are listening to America Out Loud Talk Radio. We are happy to have you on board today. We are here Monday through Friday at the 2 p.m. time slot, Eastern Time, and we are uh, grateful that you're listening. You can reach us at thedean.list at protonmail.com. The dean.list at protonmail.com. That is the email. Uh, reach out at will. We are happy to have a conversation with you there as well as here. The, the question I want to pose to you today is, it's really a simple one, and it, it centers on our values. As a country and as a culture, what do we value? What do you think we value the most? What did our founding fathers value? Would you say they valued freedom and liberty above all? I mean, maybe. Uh, you know, there could be an argument for that. I think there could also be an argument that that their values went much deeper. Their values went to the foundation of, of freedom and liberty. And I think they... I think their values more than anything were towards religion and morality. Because Washington said without religion and morality, we, we as a people, we, we were not going to be able to, to self-govern. In order for us to have freedoms and liberty, we have to govern ourselves. And if we don't have religion and morality, there's nothing for us to govern ourselves against. There's no benchmark. I would argue that they valued religion and morality above all else. You know, Washington says this. Jefferson says this. All three of the Adams say this, that we need religion and morality. Franklin says it. They all say it. They, they, they valued freedom and liberty, without a doubt. But even more than that, they understood that without freedom and liberty, there needed to be religion and morality. And their their values went to that depth. And so where are we today? To what depth do our values go, do you think? You know, the, the world is upside down right now. You know, we know what's happening. We see the Middle East is on fire and the world is upside down. So in all of this, what do we value? Where do our where do our values lie? In all of the chaos and all the commotion. Henry Kissinger said over the weekend that mass immigration of people with different values is a grave mistake. You know, there's this. There's this push right now. America has to take the Palestinian refugees. You have to take them. And others are saying, well, shouldn't the Arab nations in the region take them? And why do we have to take them? And Kissinger's out here saying that uh, it's a mistake if you have mass immigration of people with different values. The other day we talked about the southern border and how it's wide open. And you have people pouring into that border who knows what their values are. You know, but we have this family 
from Germany who fled Germany so they could homeschool here in America. And and our our ICE is telling them, you know, you you got to go. You have to self-deport. It it seems to me that we're swapping one set of values for another. And Kissinger is saying this is a mistake if you have mass immigration of people with different values than 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 what you currently hold. It is a grave mistake. The article was written by Tim Pierce, and it's really it's it's from a couple of days ago, and it begins allowing mass amounts of people into a country who do not follow the country's fundamental values is a grave mistake, according to former U.S. Secretary of State Henry Kissinger. So what are our country's fundamental values? I mean, there once was a time that it was religion and morality. Can can religion be a value? If it's something that you value, yes, it can be a value. And our founding fathers value, they they placed a high value on religion and morality. And, and we've talked about it here. It was in the very first federal law that spoke of education in the Northwest Order or Ordinance. Religion and morality were tied to education. Yes, they, they valued, valued it highly. The article continues. The century-old former top diplomat, diplomat sat for an interview with Germany's Welt TV, probably pronounced Welt, Welt TV, and discussed Germany's current problems with social cohesion and institutional integrity after high numbers of immigrants and refugees have been allowed into the country. Reflecting on anti-Israel protests going on in Germany, Kissinger suggested that mass immigration was causing severe friction in German society. Well, well, well. And isn't that the case here? Don't you think that mass immigration is also causing severe friction here? It was a grave mistake, Kissinger says, to let in so many people of totally different cultures and religions and concepts because it creates a pressure group inside each country that does that. Huh. It was a grave mistake, he says, letting in so many people of totally different cultures, religions, and concepts. So the point of coming in here to America is that you assimilate, that you become an American. No matter where you're coming from, the, the, the point is that you become an American. You, you assimilate into the American culture, to the American way of life. And Kissinger is saying here, you know, that was a mistake on Germany's part because, you know, people weren't, the, the people were, were bringing their different cultures and their different concepts and their different religions with them. Diluting, in fact, the German culture. So if it's happening there in Germany, my question to you is, is it happening here? 
as a country, what are our values and are those values being diluted? Kissinger, a Jew who fled Germany with his family in 1938, said that protesters marching through Berlin streets in support of Hamas on uh, Hamas Saturday terrorist attack on Israel is a painful sight. Israel's response, which has so far consisted of ridding Israel of Hamas terrorists and, and targeted strikes against Hamas military targets in Gaza, has prompted protests in support of Hamas and Palestinians in Gaza in major cities across the West. In the United States, numerous cities and college campuses have seen pro-Palestinian and anti-Israel protests. So what are our values? Do, do we value the, the unsolicited attack on civilians and the beheading of, of children? Are those our values? Because apparently in the United States, numerous cities and college campuses have seen pro-Palestinian and anti-Israel protests. You know, so what do we value? I'm, I'm holding another article here uh, entitled, Stanford Lecturer Who Helped Radicalize Colin Kaepernick Reportedly Told Jewish Students to Stand in a Corner After the Hamas Attack. A lecturer at Stanford University has been suspended after reportedly singling out Jewish students in his class, downplaying the Holocaust and defending Hamas after the terrorist attack on Israel. You know, so on our on our college campuses, what do we value? Do we value the beheading of, of children? You know, it it seems like it seems as a country at least in some of the states we do value abortion you know that's that's a high value i mean people are fighting for the right to to kill babies so are we surprised then that there are in the united states numerous cities and colleges college campuses where we are seeing you know pro palestinian support this article continues, the lecturer's identity has been kept anonymous by Stanford, but according to campus reform in the Daily Mail, students identified him as 46-year-old Amir Hassan Loggins. Loggins was close to former NFL quarterback and social justice activist Colin Kaepernick and helped radicalize Kaepernick. Earlier this week, students said Loggins singled out Jewish students in his class told them to grab their belongings and stand in a corner, saying this is what Israel does to the Palestinians. And so therefore, is it okay for Hamas to come in and, and, and behead children and to completely wipe out innocent civilians? Is that what we value? He asked how many Jews died in the Holocaust, and when students said six million, he said, yes, only six million. Nora Cohen, who spoke with Jewish students in the class, told the San Francisco Cisco Chronicle. 
Loggins reportedly proceeded to downplay the Holocaust by comparing it to European colonization, which he said killed more people than the Holocaust. Cohen, a senior at Stanford and the co-president of Stanford's Israeli Student Association, said Loggins reported comments and actions in the classroom directed towards Jewish students make her concerned for Jewish students following the attack on Israel last week. Absolutely. Absolutely she's concerned. I feel absolutely dehumanized that someone in charge of students and developing minds could possibly try and justify the massacre of my people. It's like I'm reliving the justification of Nazis 80 years ago on today's college campuses. That is an interesting comment she makes. Someone in charge of students and developing minds. How in the world could they possibly justify that massacre? It just goes back to our values. What do we value as a country? Now, I know as a country, we do not value the beheading of of babies. I know we don't. But yet at the same time, there are, are people who value, you know, killing the child in the womb. You know, Stanford, the, the leadership at Stanford, what do they value? I, I think they have to ask themselves this question. What do they value? And, and hiring such a professor, is this what they value? Well, Dean, no, no, you can't, uh, there can't be any discrimination in hiring. You can't discriminate on the basis of race, religion, creed, sex, uh, gender. Uh, yep, yep. No, that's fine. I get that. I'm not, I'm not talking about discrimination. But certainly you can hire people who align with your values. Can't you? As a university, can't you hire professors who align with your values? And I think this is a question that we have to start asking ourselves. In education all over the country, what do we value? There are there are places in education that the value is more on confusing the kids than anything else. That is the high value. That's the high watermark. Let's get these kids confused. Let's get them wondering who they are, what their gender is. Um, you know, certainly on college campuses, let's let's get them wondering about about the value of life. Stanford confirmed on Wednesday that it had received a report about a non-faculty instructor who called out individual students in class based on their backgrounds and identities. The university is conducting an internal investigation into the incident. So the, so the university is saying it's a non-faculty instructor. It doesn't matter if it's adjunct or, or not. Uh, it's an instructor who, who you brought in. You brought this person in to develop the minds of, of kids, young people. And, and this is his approach. The instructor in this course is not currently teaching while the university works to ascertain the facts of the situation. 
Stanford said in its statement. Loggins developed a relationship with Kaepernick as the quarterback became more influential in the BLM movement. This is the what the New York Times reported in a piece published in 2017, which was titled The Awakening of Colin Kaepernick. The piece should not have been titled The Awakening of Colin Kaepernick. It should have been entitled The Destruction of the Mind of Colin Kaepernick, because there's no awakening here. There is, you don't awaken to doom and destruction. Mm -mm. That's not a, that is not an awakening. Loggins, who was then teaching at the University of California, Berkeley, recommended race-centered social justice books to Kaepernick and eventually, quote, engaged in lengthy conversations until the quarterback asked if he could sit in on the professor's upcoming summer class. The lecturer recommended books such as Black Feminist Thought, Knowledge, Consciousness, and the Politics of Empowerment by Patricia Hill Collins. Also, Black Looks, Race and Representation, and The Miseducation of the Negro by Carter G. Woodson. People that trace our connection to UC Berkeley assume he became politicized in my class, Loggins wrote. But Colin came in aware, focused, well-read, and eager to learn. Translation, eager to be further politicized in my class. His decision was made on his own. From the heart, he came to me intellectually curious. Translation, and I destroyed him mentally. All right, we'll pick up more of this on the other side of the break. You're listening to The Dean's List on America Out Loud Talk Radio. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. You've heard Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company discussed the harmful effects of spike protein in your body. And now they found the solution. The miracle enzyme natokinase. Their spike support formula contains natokinase, the most compelling and scientifically supported approach to safely clear spike protein out of the body. What's more, spike support is optimized with other all-natural, non-GMO ingredients, like dandelion root, to help prevent spike protein from binding to your cells. Everyone should take daily spike support so you can feel your best. America Out Loud listeners can go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix Rx. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous for a powerful virus-hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. 
Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Welcome back to the Dean's List on America Out Loud Talk Radio. We are happy to have you on board today. The question on the table is, what do we value? What are our values? I'm looking at an article that that I was reading over the weekend, and it's entitled uh, Mass Immigration of People with Different Values, a Grave Mistake. This is a quote from Henry Kissinger. He's giving this interview to the uh, Welt TV in Germany. And he says it, it was a grave mistake to let in so many people of totally different cultures, religions, and concepts because it creates a pressure group inside each country that does that. And he is specifically referring to the the, the protests over the weekend in Germany. Um, he says that the protesters marching through Berlin Berlin's streets in support of Hamas uh, was a painful sight. And of course, Kissinger fled Germany in 1938 with his family. He is a Jew. Um, and he's just, you know, he's, he's shocked, he's saddened, and his comment that if we're going to let in people of different values, it's a grave mistake because it's going to destroy the culture of our country. And the question that I pose to you is, you know, number one, what are our values as a country? And is it on purpose then that that the border be so wide open to the South to let people just pour and flood in who maybe don't share our values? You can certainly see the erosion of, of values that has happened over the last several decades. The erosion has been, um, I mean, it's just evident. You know, we, we're okay with, with drag queen story hour in our libraries. I mean, you and I aren't, but it would appear that the gatekeepers are. The gatekeepers to education are perfectly fine with, you know, letting Johnny use whatever bathroom he wants to use. I mean, you and I as parents aren't okay with that, but the people in leadership are okay with that. And the people in leadership are the ones making the decisions. And so as citizens of a country who we, we still have free will, we still have the ability to, to say, no, those aren't our values as a country. But, but we have to do that. We have to say that. We have to stand up and verbalize what our values are. No, it's it, those aren't our values to, to allow Johnny to use the girls' bathroom and girls' locker room. And our we have to we have to make a stand. We have to be be verbal. We have to be vocal. This article, this Kissinger article, is specifically referring to these pro-Palestinian marches that are really happening throughout the West, specifically the United States. It says numerous cities and college campuses have seen 
pro-Palestinian and anti-Israel protests. And then I, I jumped to this article that talked about this professor at Stanford telling Jewish kids, you know, you stand in the corner because that's what Israel does to Palestine. Um, you know, there's no mention here of Palestine coming in and beheading children. And my, my point here is not to get into a, a Palestinian-Israeli debate. My point is, what are our values? What do we value? Every human being on the planet should be standing up in, in, in protest to what happened in Israel last weekend. The murder and the slaughtering of, of innocent life is despicable. I don't care what what name you do it in. I don't get you you can't say we did this, you know, for this cause or we did this, you know, in this name or or we did this be there is no justification for it. You 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 cannot promote that. If you if you value life, you cannot promote that. And this college professor cannot put Jewish students in the corner and say, well, that's what Israel's been doing to the Palestinians for decades. So, so then it's okay to come in and, and behead little children. And I don't know that, I don't think we're getting the full story here in terms of the relationship between Israel and Palestine over the decades. As a matter of fact, I promise you, we're not getting the full story. I absolutely am sure of that. So uh, what do we value? I'm holding another article here. This, this article is entitled, Michigan Democrats Refuse to Consider Bipartisan Resolution Condemning Hamas. How, how, how can you stand up and, and say, I refuse to condemn Hamas for what they did? Democrats in the Michigan State House of Representatives prevented a bipartisan resolution condemning Hamas and supporting Israel from being voted on by lawmakers Thursday. Both of these articles, by the way, are, are by the same individual, Zach Jewell, the Stanford article, and this, uh, this article here on Michigan Democrats. The resolution was sponsored by 53 Michigan House lawmakers, including multiple Democrats. Kudos to the Democrats here. But the resolution was unable to clear the threshold to force a vote after Democrat leadership refused to take it up. Republican State Representative Bill Schutte introduced the resolution, which called for lawmakers to, quote, condemn the abhorrent violence perpetrated by Hamas in October 2023, call for the release of all hostages held by Hamas, and support Israel's right to self-defense. Okay? Seems pretty straightforward. The resolution gained the support of six of the 56 Democrats in the Michigan House. But Democrat House Majority Floor Leader Abraham Ayash 
took issue with the resolution for not acknowledging, quote, the mistreatment of the Palestinian people. You're going to, you're going to take, you're going to take issue with this resolution condemning the actions of Hamas because of the, quote, mistreatment of the Palestinian people. You know, apparently you in this Stanford professor would rather put Jewish citizens in the corner because, quote, that's what Israel's been doing to Palestine for decades. Quote, I think any conversation around what is happening in Israel and Palestine that makes no acknowledgement of the 70-plus-year occupation and mistreatment of the Palestinian people is disrespectful, said Ayash, who represents Hamtramck, a Muslim-majority city near Detroit. Quote, it is a disservice to the complexity and the humanity of the people that live in that region. If we want to talk about justice, if we want to talk about human rights, if we want to talk about protecting civilians, then we must include the conversation around the Palestinian people, particularly in the Gaza Strip, who for decades have endured mistreatment. What do you mean by mistreatment? I, wouldn't it be great if we had the full story? Wouldn't it be great if we could just have both sides just sit down and just tell us what the story is? But regardless, you, you cannot justify the beheading of, of innocent babies. You can't justify the slaughter of, of civilians who, who, didn't, who didn't do anything to you. Did, did these civilians do something to you? Shudi and Aish were involved in a heated debate over the resolution on the House floor Thursday, according to Michigan Advance. Quote, what we're dealing with here is a resolution calling out acts of terror, Shudi said. The photos and videos that you've seen of beheadings, of mass killings, the largest mass killing of Jewish people since the Holocaust. It is important that this body speaks. It is. It's very important that, that the Michigan State House speaks. I mean, there are, um, you know, Michigan is a very large Muslim population, and it's, in, it's very important for this state to, to make a, a declaration. Aish deflected from addressing Hamas's atrocities, instead criticizing Republicans for voting against a bill in June that expanded the state's definition of hate crimes, arguing that the party failed to, quote, stand with Jewish and Arab communities. The floor leader and others were blasted by fellow Democrat Noah Arbit for, quote, trying to speak on behalf of the Jewish community. I don't think you can deflect Hamas atrocities. I mean, it, it seems to me no matter where you fall, if you value innocent life, then you have to you have to address the atrocities and you have to condemn them. But what do we value? This is the question on the table today. As a country, what do we value? Quote, I'm quite sick of colleagues who are not Jewish trying to speak on behalf of the Jewish community and not giving 
deference to Jewish members who are actually experiencing the pain of this moment and actually responding to the pain and concerns of constituents in this moment, said Arbit, who is a Democrat and the founder of the Democratic Jewish Caucus. Quote, having other colleagues speak on behalf of these communities, I find it personally offensive. I think it has no place in a body that is supposed to be filled with mutual respect. Democratic leadership in the state house signed the resolution to the House Government Operations Committee, where the bill will likely be buried dooming any chance of it passing. Ayash did not respond to a request for comment that gave him the opportunity to explain his avoidance of the resolution and asked him if he condemns Hamas. And all you hear is crickets. Crickets, crickets, crickets. Another Michigan Democrat, Representative Rashida Talib has also faced criticism after she continued to fly a Palestinian flag outside of her office on Capitol Hill as Hamas terrorists invaded Israel. Talib released a statement following the Saturday attack on Israel that focused on criticizing Israel and called for dismantling the apartheid system that creates the suffocating. I, you know, this, this woman here, just seems bitter to me. She just seems bitter. The anti-Israel congresswoman now faces censure after Representative Jack Bergman, from also from Michigan, filed a censure resolution against her on Wednesday. As Hamas terrorists beheaded infants, paraded dead Jewish teenagers through town, and attacked innocent concert goers in the most deadly day for Jews since the Holocaust. Representative Rashida Talib chose to place the blame solely on Israel and the Jewish people, Bergman said. There is no moral equivalence between Israel defending itself and Hamas attacking innocent Israeli civilians. Talib's long history of anti-Semitic tropes and blatant anti-Jewish propaganda is both disturbing and evil and should have no place in the halls of Congress. And so what are our values? You know, Talib continues to get uh, reelected. I mean, we think legally and fairly. I don't know. That's up for debate, probably. You know, how is it that this that this woman continues to, to get elected? What are our values? Those of you in, in Michigan who are in her district, what do you value? You know, the leadership at Stanford hiring this professor, what do you value? You know, those of us who who are law-abiding citizens, what do we value? And are we vocalizing those values? You know, because we can have values, but if we just stay silent, then, you know, I ask, what good are they? What good are the values that we have if we just stay silent about those values and then let those values be run roughshod over? That's the that's the question. If if we as a citizenry would just rise up in mass and demand from our representatives that the southern border be closed, they would buckle to our pressure. What are our values? As a nation, what do we value? 
I have, you know, over the summer, I, I, I wrote letters to every, every representative I could get my hands on, at least here in Michigan. And I said, what are you going to do about the, about the border? And every single reply that I received was, well, our immigration is broken. Our immigration system is broken. It's broken. It's broken. And we've got to fix it. And I've offered this bill to fix it. And I've done this to fix it. And I've said this, that, you know, I continually say it's broken. And my reply to them, it's not broken. You just follow the laws. Close the border. Follow the laws. Hold this administration accountable and make them close the border. Oh, it's broken. This, that's all we get. But I'm, I'm telling you, if if citizens, if we would rise in mass and demand, absolutely demand the the leaders that that we elect to represent us in government, they would fold. They would fold like an old card table, just fold right up. I don't know. Can I? Is that a is that a good an analogy? I mean, what what folds? Dirty laundry? I don't know. That's probably a better one. Fold like an old dirty beach towel. But what do we value? And how are we verbalizing? How are we vocalizing those values? Where are we vocalizing them at? You know, we all have sphere of influences. Spheres of influence, I guess, is probably the, the correct grammatical way to say it. All of us do. We all have spheres of influence. We have people around us in our circle who, who listen to us. So are we are we sharing what we value? Because once we start doing this, once we start you know sharing what we value most, then uh, we will see those values take a foothold. Once we start singing in one voice, singing in absolute one voice. All right. We will pick this up on the other side of the break. You are listening to The Dean's List on America Out Loud Talk Radio. With the rise of independent media, we are now AmericaOutloud.news. For the genius of the United States is not found in its executives or legislatures, nor its ambassadors, authors, colleges, or churches, nor even in its newspapers or inventors. The genius of the United States is we the people. AmericaOutloud.news, liberty and justice for all. Cofix RX Nasal Solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flus, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. 
World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Be a part of a revolutionary new healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interests of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Welcome back to the Dean's List. I'm Dean Bowen. You're listening to America Out Loud Talk Radio. We are happy to have you on board today, and we hope you are all healthy. We hope that... Um, you know, with flu season right around the corner. We do hope that you're taking care of yourself. And one of the best ways to do that is to visit americaoutloud.shop. And there you will find some of my favorite products, specifically the Cofix Nasal and Throat Spray, which I am using regularly because I want to stay healthy. I am in a building of, of little kids all day long. And, you know... <laughs> the little kids like to pass stuff around. So uh, definitely stay healthy. And and the best way to do that is with Cofix RX. That's, that's the way I see it. Um, you know, I've got to defend myself against the little germs running around the building. Not that the kids are germs. No, that's not my point. The kids are, they're all pleasant. There are no little, no little two-legged germs running around, but the, the, the two-legged have germs. And so, you know, we have to keep ourselves uh, healthy and alert. So in doing so, I go to americaoutloud.shop and I use coupon code OUTLOUD25. And when I order the throat spray from Cofix RX and using coupon code OUTLOUD25, I get 25% off. That is, uh, that's an amazing deal. You're not going to get that anywhere else other than americaoutloud.shop. So you know, stay healthy. That is one of the best things we can do. In addition to sharing our values, staying healthy is one of the best things. So we're, we're talking about our values. What are they as a country? Personally, what do you value? The founders, I, I would argue, more than anything, valued religion and morality because they knew without it, they would not be able to, to have a country filled with individuals who self-govern. And the point of self-governing was to, to have freedom and liberty, was to be able to access our inalienable rights. But the starting point of that, the foundation of that, according to the founding, according to, to all of these guys, was religion and morality. Uh, Adams, you know, John said that our Constitution is, is, is solely... Um, I'm just, I'm trying to, I don't have his, his his direct quote in front of me, but to paraphrase it, he said that our constitution isn't going to be, you know, for a, a people who is not religious or, or moral. It just isn't. It's only going to work for people that, that love religion and love morality. Because to self-govern, you have to have something, some type of benchmark that you can hold yourself to. And to these guys, the benchmark was religion and morality. That shows up in the writings, I mean, repeatedly, repeatedly. 
And so our our question that that we're faced with is, what do we value? I mean, clearly, as a country, we no longer value religion and morality. Now, I'm not saying that about you and me. I know the, the individuals in this audience value religion and they value morality. But our leadership, and as go the, the, the leadership, so goes the country. What does our leadership value? I would argue they don't value religion or morality. I would also argue that they would change their tune if we, the people, would begin to vocalize what we value. And I believe that that vocalization is happening. It's happening in small waves, and we have documented it. It's happening from, from parents who, who are tired of what's happening in our public schools. It's happening at the school board level, and we have seen that. We've witnessed it. It's happening. It needs to happen more, is my point. It needs to happen more. We started this show off today with an article by Tim Pierce, and he's talking about an interview that Henry Kissinger gave over the weekend to the Welt TV. This is Germany's uh, one of one of Germany's outlets, Welt. Um, and in this article, he says that mass immigration of people with different values is a grave mistake. That's Kissinger. It's a grave mistake, he says. New York City's Democratic Mayor Eric Adams said that he was, quote, deeply disturbed by the message of hate urging violence in our communities. Well, what was that? What was that message? It was it was from Hamas leadership. You know, they were calling for this. Uh, this, you know, Friday the 13th as as the day of whatever, the Friday of Al-Aqsa flood. That's what they called it. Uh, police departments across the country were put up, put on alert after former Hamas leader called for Muslims to rise up in, su in support of Hamas invasion of Israel on Friday. The former Hamas leader called to protest in support of Al-Aqsa flood. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. That's what he called the Saturday invasion of Israel. And he said, we declare next Friday, it was referring to this Friday past the 13th, the Friday of the Al-Aqsa flood as a day of general mobilization in our Arab and Islamic world and among the free people of the world. It is a day to rally support, offer aid and participate actively. It is a day to expose the crimes of the occupation, isolate it and foil all its aggressive schemes. It is a day to demonstrate our love for Palestine, Jerusalem, and Al-Aqsa. It is a day for sacrificed hero heroism and dedication and to earn the honor of defending the first Qibla of Muslims, the third holiest mosque, and the ascension of the trusted messenger. The Biden administration has struck a pro-Israel message and moved, to, and moved two aircraft carriers and numerous aircraft into positions close to Israel. The moves come despite a vocal minority in the Democrat Party that have expressed support for Palestinians and suggested that Israel is to blame for Hamas terrorism. Uh, the Democrats in, in Washington 
who are saying Israel is to blame for Hamas coming in and beheading their babies, uh, those Democrats need to be removed. They absolutely need. And if this, I'm telling you, if the people in their district aren't going to vote them out, then the leadership needs to forcefully expel them from Congress. Yep, I said it. They need to be expelled. I mean, what are our values? Is this what, as a country, is this what we're going to value? Are we going to to say that, oh, it's Israel's fault? It's, I mean, it's is isn't that akin to saying it's the wife's fault because the husband keeps beating her? Uh, I mean, let's let's start pulling up some analogies here. Uh, how is it Israel's fault? You, you you can't deflect this. You cannot say that Hamas is is not responsible for their own actions. You can't say a drunken husband is not responsible for his own actions. Uh, quote, the failure to recognize the violent reality of living under siege, occupation, and apartheid makes no one safer. And this is Representative Rashida Tlaib. No person, no child anywhere should have to suffer or live in fear of violence. So then, Rashida, is it okay then for, for these Israeli children to suffer the violence? Is it okay? How is it you're not condemning this? Hmm. Talib is the Palestine, daughter of a Palestinian immigrant parents. She continues, as long as our country provides billions in unconditional funding to support the apartheid government, this heartbreaking cycle of violence will continue. So now it's America's fault? As long as America continues to fund what you called an apartheid government, the violence will continue? So it's no one's fault except uh, someone else. It's not the fault of Hamas. They're not to blame here, according to Talib. How oh, is this woman still in Congress? Daily Wire editor Emeritus Ben Shapiro debunked the accusations against Israel during an interview with Megyn Kelly. Quote, Israel unilaterally pulled out of the Gaza Strip in an attempt to create some sort of security arrangement, presumably protect the Jews at the northern tip of the Gaza Strip and allow the Palestinians some chance at electing a government. Uh, yeah, that's all true. Absolutely, that's all true. That happened in, in 2005. He continues. They then promptly elected Hamas, a State Department-designated terror group, in an election that was fully legitimate, as attested to by your friend and ours, Jimmy Cotta. Hi, I'm Jimmy Cotta. Um, yeah, you know, so what, what are we complaining about here? Hmm? So, you know, because this, this happened, the, the Palestinians had elections, and who did they elect? They elected, you know, Hamas. I doubt that it was a fair and free election. And so, you know, we're going to allow Hamas to come through the Gaza Strip and just annihilate citizens? Israel pulled out. 
quote, so the attempt to tie this to settlement is insane, Shapiro said. Because again, there are no settlements inside the Gaza Strip. What about that, Rashida? Hmm? Back to Shapiro. Quote, the areas that were attacked in Israel have been part of the state of Israel since 1948. This is not post-1967 settlements in the West Bank, in the so-called West Bank, Judea and Samaria. What do we value? That is, that's the question on the table. Do we, anybody who is not condemning these attacks, we have to question what they value. And we have to ask as a country, do their values align with our values? But those of you that vote in, in the districts represented by, by Talib, you have to ask yourself, does this woman share your values? I'm serious. Does she does she share your values? And and if she doesn't, she's got to go. If she does share your values, then we're in trouble. We're in trouble as a country. And you know, Kissinger at the beginning of this article says that mass immigration of people with different values is a grave mistake. And if we are allowing a mass immigration of people with values that that are about hate and about murder. Where are we going to find ourselves? You know, Stanford University, are, are you okay with this professor putting Jewish students in the corner and saying, you stay in the corner because that's what Palestine has been. That's what Israel has been doing to Palestine for decades. So you're going to represent this moment. You know, Stanford, you're okay with that? Michigan voters, are we okay with with the Democrat leader not allowing this resolution to condemn Hamas, not allowing that to go to a vote to the floor, even though it's bipartisan? There are Democrats that, that want to stand up and say, yes, we condemn this, but we have this the Speaker of the House in Michigan who says, nope, it's not going to get to the floor because because Israel had this coming. Uh, people in Michigan, what, what do we value? Uh, you know, the voters in, in Hamtramck, what do you value? You know, this 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 House Speaker, he he represents you. Is is this the voice? Is this your voice speaking? That's the question here. Is this your voice speaking? Uh, you know, we, I think as a nation, we have to be asking ourselves these questions. Is this, is this what we value? Because this isn't what the founding fathers valued. This isn't what they valued. They, they valued a, a foundation of government that that drew its support from Judeo-Christian values. That's what they valued. They, they valued religion. They valued morality. And they valued that foundation 
being taught in the public schools. That's what they wanted. That's absolutely what they wanted. And that's not happening anymore. That hasn't been happening for decades. And because that's not happening, and because that hasn't been happening, now we have protests happening on college campuses all over the country, protests that are that are pro-Palestinian, that are pro-Hamas. We have kids on college campuses that have no idea what they're supporting. Absolutely, they have no idea because they don't have a structure of values. They don't have a foundational structure of values that they that their lives have been built on. That doesn't exist. They're, uh, they have been lied to for decades, and, and they are currently still being lied to. When a, a gender unicorn can come into an elementary classroom and explain to those kids that gender is fluid, those elementary students are being lied to. They're being lied to by adults, adults in the building, and the adults in the building are okay with it. A gender unicorn. Oh, it just makes me it makes me so angry. I mean, it just uh, you, you know. So as a country, I, I just I think we have to get loud about it. Uh, you know, Malcolm on this network and McCullough, they always talk about you know get loud, absolutely. And I I think we have to get loud with our values. I think we have to vocalize our values. What are they? What are we going to stand for as a country? And it's up to us. It's up to us, the citizens. Uh, our leaders, you know, they're not going to do anything until we vocalize what we want them to do. I, I mean, I heard that from their own mouths a couple of weeks ago, sitting in briefings in Washington, D.C., where they repeatedly said, it's up to the citizenry. The citizenry needs to rise up. The citizenry needs to act. It's got to happen at the grassroots level. It's got to happen with with people in the local communities, because the more the local communities rise up, the representatives will have no other choice but to listen. All right, I'm going to take a breath, and we're running out of time. Uh, speak your values, friends. Let's rise up. Let's let's speak our values. Thank you for joining me today. I wish we had more time. We'll pick it back up tomorrow. Invite your friends and family and encourage them to get on the Dean's List. But let's unite to renovate the age.